What's up, guys? I'm Jared Lopes, and you're listening to the Dad Tired Podcast, where I'm helping everyday families learn how to follow Jesus in everyday life. How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast. It is good to be back with you. If you just stumbled upon this podcast for the first time, welcome. We're glad to have you. Uh, we're just trying to help guys lead their family well, to point their families toward Jesus, um, to fall in love with Jesus and help their families do the same. If you're new to the podcast and new to Dad Tired, um, you can come hang out with us by going to dadtired.com and clicking the community tab. That will link you over to a closed group on Facebook where we have thousands of guys from around the world who are taking their faith, their family, and their marriage very seriously. Again, we'd love to have you come be a part of that. So go to dadtire.com. You can also, while you're at the site, uh, check out the devotional that we released for men. Again, our whole goal is to help you fall in love with Jesus and to lead your family to do the same. Um, And so we wrote a devotional called uh, Stop Behaving. And it's a 28-day devotional that is meant for you to go through with some of your friends. Um, and the whole premise is really to not just get you to behave better, but to, that your heart would be drawn back to Jesus. And as a result of your heart being drawn back to Jesus, you'd fall more in love with him. And from that, your behavior would change and you would lead your family well. So if you want to pick up that book, you can do that by going to dadtire.com and clicking the devotional tab. Uh, I just came back from a, it's Sunday afternoon 2:29 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> I just got back from a birthday party for one of the kids that's on uh my son's soccer team that I coach, uh one of his friends and we were at the birthday party. I was talking to one of the other dads at the at the party and uh we were talking about how how crazy he this particular dad grew up really close to where I grew up in California. And we didn't realize that we grew up so close to each other. And we were talking about how we got from California to Oregon, which is where we both live now with our families and how we were both single guys, um, being young and dumb and single in California and how our lives, like decisions that we made or things that had happened that, that got us to where we are now, where we're husbands and dads and living in little towns in Portland or in the Portland suburbs and you know, at eating cupcakes at soccer, <laughs> soccer game parties, uh, you know, how our lives got there and talking about how all these decisions, um, kind of led us to that point, which is crazy, man. If you do that in your own life, you just think through like, how did you get to where you are today, wherever you're at today, whether you're in an awesome spot or in a really like lame spot in life, wherever you're at, if you just look back at the last three years, five years, 10 years, 15 years of your life, and think back of how you got to where you are today. It's pretty insane. There's a movie called The Butterfly Effect, which is a terrible movie with Ashton Kutcher. And um, it's such a brilliant concept. I was really <laughs> hoping the movie was going to be awesome because the concept of it is phenomenal, but the movie ended up being terrible. Anyway, the, the concept is basically every every decision that is made, every word that comes out, every every action that is taken like has this butterfly effect. It has these ongoing consequences and something that you do that's really small right now that you had no idea was going to be a big, uh, turn into a big deal. Like all of a sudden, one little decision, two little decisions, three, like all of a sudden, one thing that you did turned into this huge deal and and kind of changed the entire trajectory of your life, which is just in, insane to think about. I remember when I was, uh, I think I had just turned 20 years old. I was living with my buddy, Josiah, who you can hear him speak on the podcast, um, hang out with me on the podcast, I think, I don't know, four episodes back. Um, 
he was on the podcast with me recently, but I used to, we, we were roommates back in California when I was, I think I was 20 years old and he had gone on a trip to Arizona, I think to visit some friends. And he got back from that trip from Arizona. And I remember it is so vivid in my mind. I was sitting at the, like the little bar top area of our kitchen of the house we were renting. And I was sitting there with my laptop and he was telling me about his trip and how much fun he had and how much he liked it. And he liked the people, which is weird because it's Arizona just joking. (laughs) People from Arizona, please keep listening. That's not a bash on you. Really. I was just being dumb anyway. So he's telling me about Arizona, how much fun he had there. And and he was like, dude, I'm moving there. Like I, I'm, I got to get out of this town. I want to move. And, uh, and then he said, you know, like consequentially, consequentially, is that a word? Consequently, 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 because I'm moving, he said, (laughs) Uh, because I'm moving, you're probably going to need a place to move too. Like you're, you're going to need to probably find somewhere else. Cause we're, we're going to stop renting this house. And I remember that moment thinking, okay, I can either as a 20 year old go move back in with my mom, which I didn't want to do. I love you mom. Uh, but I didn't want to go move back in with her. Uh, or I could like find some, something else to do with my life. And at that moment I had the laptop in front of me. I pulled open the laptop and I looked for jobs um, I think I, I looked up like ministry jobs or something like that. I was in ministry at the time. I just started in ministry and I found this little church or it actually turned out to be a big church in Portland, Oregon that was hiring a pastor, a young pastor. And, um, so I applied, I, I tossed my name in the hat and that led to a series of interviews, which led to me flying to Portland, which led to me getting a job. And all of a sudden, you know, I went from having this, I had zero plans of moving my life. And because of one conversation, one thing that my roommate said at the time, uh, set off this chain of decisions that I had made that really completely changed the trajectory of my life. Uh, and a month later, six weeks later, I'm living in Portland, Oregon, and I had never even been there before. And six weeks earlier, I had no plans on ever moving to Portland, Oregon or anywhere for that matter. And yet one little conversation completely changed the course of that, of my life. Crazy maker is uh, my buddy never moved to Arizona. Uh, he ended up staying in that house for several years and still to this day lives in California. Um, but just his circumstances changed the way that I was thinking and it really set the trajectory of my life completely differently. And I was just hanging out with my buddy Casey, who's also on that same podcast that I was episode that I was mentioning just a minute ago. He and I hung out a lot this week and he was telling me how he was, uh, for work, he had to jump into an Uber and go from one place to another. It was just going to be a short ride. And he got into the Uber car and pretty quickly realized like something was going wrong some, some, the, the driver was like in a weird spot in life. And, uh, so he's like, Hey man, how you doing? The guy's like, Oh, I'm all right. He's like, okay, everything good. And he's like, uh, yeah, whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm not doing very well. And my buddy Casey being the very, you know, people oriented person he is was like, everything. Okay, man, you what's up. And the guy's like, you really want to know? He's like, yeah, what's up. And the guy had just found out that he got his girlfriend pregnant. He had just found out that day that he got his girlfriend pregnant and they were brand new in their relationship. And, uh, he was just freaking out. He didn't have any kids before. He didn't plan on getting any girls pregnant, especially this, this girl that he wasn't, hadn't even been dating that long. 
And uh, he was, you know, at that point he was actually contemplating abortion. And my buddy Casey went on to to just talk talk to him and talk process life with him, and ended up spending you know thirty minutes in the car with this guy, really processing life. And uh, I don't know what happens. Casey didn't know what happens with that guy or what decisions he's going to make. But that one Uber ride, like right, like he could have pre- he could have requested an Uber five minutes later five minutes before, whatever, but he ended up in the car with that guy and having this conversation. And that conversation could change the trajectory of that driver's life and even more crazy, an unborn baby's life. Like there's literally life and death, which is in balance because of this conversation. And obviously Casey doesn't hold the weight of all of that, but because he, he was interjected into this guy's life, which involves life or death um, decision-making um, simply because it, like this, this one decision to get in an Uber ride. Um, and anyway, just thinking about how crazy it is um, that these little things, these little words, these little decisions we make that have such a profound impact on our everyday life. And for the, the years, the, the, the decades to come, the decisions we're making now, the things that we're talking about now, the words that we're saying now carry out for years to come. Uh, this last week, I spent uh, the week in the Dominican Republic. If you follow along on Instagram, you know I was posting a little bit as I was there. I was actually there on work. It looked like vacation. It was insanely beautiful. You know, if you've ever been to the Dominican Republic, it's just insanely, ridiculously beautiful. I'd never been. Um, but I was there for work and uh, just got to spend a week hanging out uh, and kind of half enjoying myself and half working quite a bit. Uh, anyway, I'm, we were, I own a, a company that does like branding for other companies. And part of that is to film certain things. So we were there, we were hired by an, another company to film. Uh, and one of the days we're at the pool and they're, they're doing like this, uh, pool party and at the pool party, they're having like this drinking game. And these guys uh, have volunteered basically to see who can drink beers the fastest uh, and the most. So you're trying to drink the most beers the fast, as fast as you can, you know, which is a great game. And so, uh, so I'm, I'm like, I'm working, but I come across this party where they're doing this drinking game and there's these guys and they're trying to compete with each other to who can drink the most beers as fast as they can. And as I'm watching this as an outsider perspective, uh, objectively watching this contest happen, I'm seeing these dudes lined up on the on the side of the pool, you know, they got their legs in the pool and they're just cheering their these their friends on with some of them they didn't even know the dudes that were competing. They just like were so they had picked a guy that they wanted to win and they were just so passionately cheering each other on uh to like just drink and to drink fast and then to see after the contest, you know, like a guy would slam his beer and then he'd like throw the cup down and he'd jump up and like flex his muscles and they were high-fiving each other. And they're just like the the pride that came from these guys like that had just drank that beer as fast as they can. Uh, and, you know, and they're high fiving each other and they're just like feel I can just tell you can like sense this like deep level of pride that these guys had for what they had accomplished. And there's other dudes who were cheering them on were like high fiving each other and they felt a sense of pride for like what their buddy or their, their guy that they were rooting for had accomplished. And as I, w- I was watching that and I'm sitting there. And as I, as I like, just kept thinking about that 
throughout the day, I was thinking, how crazy is it, one, that us grown men, like men in our 30s, you know, guys in their 40s, uh, drinking beer as fast as they can, and they just feel such a sense of pride, like this is what they feel accomplished about. And what was fascinating to me and what really stuck out to me was the amount of other guys that were spurring each other on that were really like encouraging each other to do this, like to drink beer and whatever, you know, drink beer, have fun. I don't, I don't know. I, obviously I have opinions about that as a follower of Jesus, but whatever that's that really, it's not even the point of what I'm talking about. The point is as I was watching that and then reflecting on that later throughout the week, I remember thinking, it's almost like us dudes are wired to spur each other on towards things. Um, and obviously we live in a weird culture right now where it's like it's you're walking on eggshells when you t- you start talking about like guy roles, girl roles and all this stuff. But I mean, I, I think generally, I think it's safe to say that guys spur each other on towards things in ways that are different than the than girls spur each other on. Like I I know there's probably people listening to that, especially if you're from Portland and you're like offended by that statement somehow. I don't know how I offended you, but I probably did. But I think generally, uh I think generally that guys are just like like we're the ones like painting our faces and like painting our chest at football games and screaming at the top of our lungs as we cheer on teenagers to play games or like 20 year olds to play games right like we're the ones out in the 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 tailgate party like all day drinking beer and eating hot dogs and like slapping our stomachs and making weird sounds and like we're the ones like egging each other on in high school to compete in sports or to uh do talk to this girl or do that or to uh try this new thing or to watch this um, we're the, we're the ones like spurring each other on in the, at work. Like you, you better work harder. You, you got to accomplish this goal or you better beat this video game, right? Like our whole lives, us dudes have like, we're, we're, it's almost like we're naturally wired to spur each other on to like, and it, it's, it's beyond encouraging when I think about encouraging. I think spurring is like even deeper than this encouragement. It's like this putting my passion towards something onto you. Like I'm projecting my passion onto you that you might capture that same passion and do something with it. And we, we do this in all kinds of areas. And it, as I watch these dudes just like slam these beers and encourage each other to drink more and drink faster, it reminded me of the verse in, in Hebrews uh, 10, 24 that says, spur each other on towards love and good works. Uh, towards loving good works. And man, how different is it? How different is that? How different is it uh, for us as followers of Jesus, for uh, those of us that say, I'm no longer a citizen in the kingdom of the world, but I'm a citizen in the kingdom of heaven. And instead of spurring you on towards dumb things, I'm going to spur you uh, spur you on towards love and good works. Like I'm going to spur you on towards things that make sense for the kingdom, not for the, the sake of the world or for the the culture of the world, but for this culture of the kingdom. Because the thing is here, here's what I'm actually like convinced of as I've been thinking about this all week. I think we are naturally wired to spur each other on towards things. I think we're going to do it no matter what. Like I, uh, this might be a human tendency, but it's certainly a tendency 
with guys. You will spur somebody on. You will encourage somebody. You will project your passion about something onto somebody else at some point. And you're probably going to do it in this next week. You are probably going to find something that you are passionate about or you are conjuring up the passion uh, and you are going to project that onto someone else in hopes that they capture the same passion. And again, it could be over something like sports or your fantasy football or video game or drinking or trying some drug or working too much or some sin. Like you will spur each other on towards something. And yet my reminder for myself uh, this week and for you as I was thinking about this was, man, am I spurring each other on? Am I spurring guys on and people on around me towards love and good works? What am I encouraging? What am I projecting my passion towards? And it doesn't always have to be sin. Like I get passionate about all kinds of things. You sell me a new vacuum. I'm like stoked about it and I'm going to spur somebody on to go buy a new vacuum, right? Like uh, it's natural for me to project my passion onto something else. And we, we all have something that we're spurring each other, someone else towards. And, and as I watched these dudes com- compete in this, I was reminded like, man, what am I passionate about? And, and maybe even more important, w- more importantly, what am I spurring others towards? What am I trying to get others to become passionate about that I'm passionate about? And as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, are you spurring the dudes, the other dudes in your life, the other people in your life towards love and good works? Is that your goal in life as a follower of Jesus? Because here's the deal. Uh, The crazy maker is your words have power, deeper power than you realize. One conversation. One word, one sentence, one uh, interjection of thought or decision could completely change the trajectory of somebody's life. And God is sovereign. God's going to do what God's going to do. He's more powerful than you. You're, you're too dumb to like mess up God's plan. You're not smart enough to mess up God's plan. You're not dumb enough to mess up God's plan. God's going to do what God wants to do. But somehow in, the, in all the confusion of God's sovereignty and what God's going to do no matter what, in the midst of all of that, somehow our decisions still have impact. And they still have, they change the way trajectory. They change the trajectory of how things happen. And so um, your words have power. Your decisions have power. The, the thoughts that you say out loud towards somebody else has power. And so what are you saying to the guys around you? I've done my best uh, to find guys in my life who are going to spur me towards love and good deeds and towards righteousness and towards Jesus. As I was in the Dominican Republic, I was there with my best friend, Casey, uh, and the whole week, man, the dude's just encouraging me constantly over and over and over again. Like, dude, uh, what? how is God wants, wanting to use you for this glory? He's like asking hard questions and pressing in. We could have been talking about all kinds of stuff, but he decided that he wanted to use like this opportunity to spur me towards Jesus, to point me, to use his passion to point me toward Jesus. And so I guess my encouragement to you is, number one, uh, what are you spurring other towards? And they listen, they don't have to be Christians. You can spur other people towards the kingdom of God, even if they're not a Christian. And that doesn't mean being obnoxious in your faith and like, uh, you know, distasteful in the way that you're talking to them. It really could be like... Um, And you may not be bringing up Jesus in your first, second, third, 15th conversation with them, but you can still 
uh, spur them on towards the kingdom, like the culture, the, the things that happen within the kingdom. Instead of talking about gossip, instead of talking about um, sports or video games, you're talking about the good news stuff. Like you're building people up. You're talking about what it means to love your wife while everyone else is talking poorly about their wife. It means lifting somebody up in the office while everyone else is putting this person down. And again, it's not being obnoxious with it or shoving Jesus down people's throat, but it's introducing them to the culture of heaven, to the, to the culture of the kingdom, even if they don't know who the king is yet. Uh, and so that would be my encouragement to you, whether you're, you're mixing it up with Christians or non-Christians, it doesn't matter. What are you spurring people up towards? Are you spurring them towards the kingdom, towards the good news, towards Jesus? And, and I guess lastly, who's doing that for you? Who's in your life that's constantly spurring you towards things that don't make sense for God's kingdom? And maybe it's like, this sounds really harsh, but like you need to just slowly or maybe immediately like just stop spending time with them. Uh, because every time you're with them, they spur you towards things that don't make sense for the kingdom. And it's time to just say, man, this is not a good relationship for me. I probably need to step out of this or not have this in my life. And you need to find people in your life who want to spur you towards Jesus, towards the kingdom, who will encourage you, who will project their passion for Jesus on you so that you would become passionate towards Jesus as well. Um, yeah. Anyway, I feel like I got a little preachy there. I apologize, but... Who are you spurring on towards Jesus? Uh, who's in your life right now? Who do you spend every week? Your family, your wife, your kids, your coworkers, your neighbors. Are you spurring them towards the king, the things of the kingdom or things that have nothing to do, no impact on the kingdom of God? And who's doing that for you? Um, a lot of you have been leaving some really gracious uh, reviews on the podcast. It means the world to me. What that does is it just helps other people who stumble upon the podcast to trust your review and take a listen. So uh, if you would take a moment just to leave a review that helps uh, get in front of more people so that we can point more guys towards Jesus to help them lead their families well. I love you guys. Thanks for hanging out today. I will see you next week. Later. Later.